Raider Nation, if you've ever wondered why I call this podcast the Angry Raider Podcast, Sunday's game against the Patriots is exactly the reason why. What's going on, Raider Nation? Today is Saturday, October 3rd, 2020, and this is the Angry Raider Podcast. I'm your host, Eric the Angry Raider. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, if you're listening to this for the first time, uh, listen. you can follow me on Twitter at Angry Raider 2. That's at Angry Raider 2. Uh, give me a follow and hit me up. We'll talk all things. We'll talk all things Raiders football. So anyway, all things Raiders football this week really, really sucks because the game on Sunday really, really sucked. The Raiders lost big time, thirty-six to twenty, in a game in which they really could have won, and in a game in which they really weren't all that far away from winning. Sorry if you hear the ducks there in the background. I had to take my dogs out for a walk because they were just going absolutely crazy. So I'm doing this. I'm not doing this in my little studio that I've got. I'm doing this uh, outside. And my dogs are running around. Anyway, so Sunday's game was just absolutely horrible. Uh, the Raiders' defense could not stop the Patriots' offense. So it was really frustrating because the the first few drives, the Raiders stopped them on a couple three and outs. They got an interception on Cam Newton and really set the Raiders up very well. And I was watching the game, and I knew exactly what, what was going to happen because about the first quarter or so, the Raiders were absolutely dominating that game. They had a lot more yards. They were stopping the Patriots' defense. But at the end of the day, they were only up 3 to nothing there for a while. And so even though they were dominating by so much, they were only up by three points. And I just knew that, as we've seen so many times, the Raiders will play so very well for the first little bit, not be able to gain any kind of lead, and then the other team will figure out what they're doing, make adjustments, and come back and win the game. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, giving up over over 200 yards rushing is never acceptable, and I don't care who the hell you're playing. And and uh, of course, the this being a game, a game against the Patriots, the referees didn't do them any favors. Uh, Josh Jacobs did fumble inside the red zone, but he recovered his own fumble. It was down by contact, and then the the referees for some reason didn't catch that and gave the ball over to the Patriots. Because whenever the Raiders play the Patriots, there has to be a questionable fumble that the Raiders get screwed on. That's just that's just the case for that. Uh, but still, even even so, I mean, more miscues about Daniel Carlson missing a field goal. It wasn't even that that long a field goal. I think it was only a twenty nine yarder. Uh, things like that just really killing, absolutely killing the Raiders and their chances of uh, winning this game. Just absolutely unacceptable, and really really pisses me off. But on to on to week four, where it doesn't get any easier for the Raiders. They're going up against another AFC East opponent in the Buffalo Bills, the team that that a lot of experts are picking to win the AFC East. And so it's definitely not going to be an easy year game at all. And anyway, we'll uh, take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll we'll discuss the Buffalo Bills uh, game. We'll preview the Buffalo Bills game. Hey, guys, wait around for just a minute. Okay, Raider Nation, we are back, and so it's time to it's time to move on from Week Three, which should be really easy for Raiders fans to do because holy shit, that was a shit show of a game against the Patriots. And so it's time to move move forward on to the Buffalo Bills. And so just as we had last week, where we talked to Tim um, from the Patriots fan, we were able to find a fan from the Buffalo Bills, and this is Jeff. Um, so thank you very much for joining me, Jeff. How you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, definitely excited about it. Uh, so now tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you're I mean, obviously you're a Bills fan. So how'd you become like a Bills fan? And 
I don't know, just uh, tell us, introduce yourself for, for a little bit. Oh, I was, uh, I was born and bred in Western New York. Family was always Bulls fans growing up. So, you know, we had the, the end of the Jim Kelly days, the Doug Flutie era. That was mm. my childhood. So that was always fun to see. And, you know, when I really started getting into the game, that's when the suffering started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, well, as Raiders fans, we, we definitely know all about suffering. So, you know, it's not really a whole lot. We, I wish we could like make fun of you guys like, ah, that sucks for you, but damn, um, that's that's been very similar for us. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, the Jim Kelly era. The very first Super Bowl I ever remember watching was the um, the Giants and the Bills, and damn, what a great game that was! And I still, even like when I get a chance to watch it on NFL Classics, I'll still stop and watch that game. It was a lot of fun watching that game. Bit of a heartbreaker for the Bills, definitely, but it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know that we'll ever we'll ever live down uh, wide right, but we'll uh, we'll certainly try in the near future. Oh yeah, well, I mean, just that it's really tragic that that team never won a Super Bowl. I mean, they went four years straight, and I mean, I don't think we'll ever see that again. Uh, just a team that's able to get to even get to the Super Bowl for four years straight, everything. But um, definitely for they they kind of got that that weird distinction of. Uh, perhaps being the best team ever to never win a Super Bowl. So that's a little unfortunate, but it was one hell of a team. So a great team to kind of stay up with. And now, yeah, for sure, for sure. And now you said you lived in Western New York. Um, so I got to ask, Tez Hot Dogs, have you ever been there in, in Buffalo? I haven't actually, no. I was in uh, Rochester, actually. Oh, okay. The, the ugly stepchild of Western New York. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Yeah, so there's this uh, hot dog place over in, in Buffalo, and the guy had, I guess, a chain of hot dog stands over there in – or not hot dog stands, but hot dog restaurants in um, – and he called them Ted's Hot Dogs. And then he made, he moved to Arizona like everybody does from New York when they retire. You know, they either go to Arizona or New York or, excuse me, Florida. He went to Arizona, and he opened up, and he opened up one, uh, one place over there in Tempe, Arizona. So that was when I was living in Arizona for a couple of years, that was one of my favorite places to go to. Anyway, enough BS about about hot dogs that nobody cares about. So, the Buffalo Bills looking pretty damn good, going three and zero, just uh, just beating the Los Angeles Rams uh, last week. Bit of a bit of a closer game than I'm sure Bills fans would would really like to uh, like to have, but still came away with a Definitely. win. Definitely. Yeah, they're uh, definitely. I forgot. So they were up by. They were up by what? How many points were they up by? And then uh, the it was came back. it was the world famous twenty eight to three. Ah, haha! We'll see. So take that, Falcons fans. Hey, at least Bills fans can finish that one off. You sons of bitches! All <laughs> you had to do was kick a damn field goal, run the ball a few times. So, well, good for you guys for at least winning that game, twenty eight to three. Take, man. If yeah, we pulled it out in the end. Seriously, that's just. You know, especially since the Falcons lost to the Patriots. Go fuck themselves for that one. God damn it. I'll never let them live that one down. But anyway. No, but that's, that's an embarrassing one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so far the Bills are looking really, really damn good. Very strong. And possibly one of the teams that could... Uh, are definitely one of the teams that could win the AFC East. And so, one, one thing that really strikes me about how different this uh, Bills team is from 2019 is Stephon Diggs. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the impact that he's made, and especially like relative to the cost that it was to get him. If it was, if, if you think it was worth it, and and how he's been doing so far. 
yeah, Dix came in, um, you know, he was, he was that trade and it, it was when, when we first saw the sag, we were like, are you kidding me? And a mm-hmm. wide receiver had heavy draft. And, um, you know, when you can get a guy, you know, like rugs mm-hmm. falling back to where we would have been. And, um, the, the initial reaction I think was a lot of, you know, this is kind of a crazy move, but you know, the more people start thinking about it, you know, our, our GM has been making good moves for a couple of years now. And it's like, if he doesn't trust the wide receivers in this draft and he wants to go get a veteran, you know, then it's not that bad of a price. And especially with the, the DeAndre Hopkins trade coming not long after it, mm-hmm. it all of a sudden looked like a bargain. Um, so it, in the long run, I, I think we got him at a pretty good price. He's locked into a, a long-term deal. We've got him for what four years now, I think. Um, so, and he's in, he's just going into his prime. So, I, 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 we're feeling a bit more positive. We don't have to wait for a rookie wide receiver to come along. Yeah, that's that's always really tough. I mean, because like the NFL is different from like the NBA or or the MLB. Like in the MLB. You know, pretty much every team has to play the game the same way. Like if there's, you know, a base hit into left field, you know, all the players know exactly what to do, how to how to defend that. Uh, you know, you can grab somebody literally from another team, throw him into any team uh, the next day, and he'll be able to defend it the same way. But with football, it's not so it, – it's definitely not like that. You know, with every team having their own schemes, their own languages to, to do things. Uh, but – and so it's always risky to, to trade for people, but it really seems like this one's been panning out for them so far. So that's been really, really great for you guys, I think. Yeah, he's, he's coming in. Diggs is coming in, and he has this perfect skill set for what the Bills have been missing. Um, he pushes the field, mm-hmm. you know, he, he pushes the field deep pretty well, uh, which we had with John Brown last year. Um, but he's also got this excellent route running and uh, separation that, that Brown and, and Cole Beasley didn't really have all that much last year. Mm-hmm. So he's just able to, he's able to make the throw so much easier for Josh Allen. He's not having to, you know, hit a tight window every time. Um, and with this catch radius, you know, you just throw the ball in his general area and there's a good chance he's going to come down with it. Yeah. There, I was looking at it. There really wasn't a huge problem with the bills wide receivers but you know they didn't really have anybody special you know anybody where like the defensive coordinators just kind of go like oh crap we're gonna have to deal with that every game we got to really plan plan for that and Diggs definitely gives them that so yeah it was sort of a matter of you know we had we had a lot of parts but we didn't have that like x factor yeah you know we had a deep wide receiver and we had you know an underneath wide receiver and you know we had a, another speedster on the outside, and well, Diggs has kind of become that X factor. He can take that core to the next level and take pressure off of guys like Beasley and Brown when they don't have to carry the team anymore. Yeah, that's really good. That's kind of where the where the Raiders are right now with their wide receiver core. I just how it's kind of broken up. Like uh, Antonio Brown was supposed to be that guy um, for the Raiders that Diggs is for the Bills now. But obviously that didn't pan out, you know, with his uh, with the problems that he's been having and not even playing in the yeah. league right now. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we always say once a Raider, always a Raider, kind of a huge theme in Raider Nation. But there's three exceptions to that, and one of them is Antonio Brown. Antonio, you know, Antonio Brown was never a Raider. We tell him to go fuck himself all the time. Um, in fact, quite literally, literally in week one of last year when that happened, but – 
so yeah, there's always that risk when you trade for guys, but that was really been planning out, uh, planning out very well for the uh, for the Bills. And now you mentioned that he that he does that he fits in really well about what the Bills are trying to do. And one thing that I always thought uh, was was really awesome. And so so Josh Allen for the for the Bills last year he was rated as the as the quarterback who checked down the the least, if I remember correctly, he checked down like only on one uh, a little bit more than one percent of his passes. So he's definitely a guy that likes to push the ball downfield. He's been looking damn good so far this year too. Yeah, that's been the that's been the big the big change in the offense this year. Um, I think last year and the year before, he was rated as like the thirty fourth quarterback in the NFL or something crazy like uh-huh. that. Um, but yeah, he's, it was a matter of in the past couple of years, he's been throwing the deep ball a lot, but he hasn't been able to hit on it. You know, he misses mm-hmm. a guy throwing 10, 10 yards downfield too far. Um, and it's gotten him into trouble a couple of times in the past, you know, a couple of three pick games early last year, yeah. but you know, he, he came in and he refined his, his deep ball and he looks like he's throwing with a lot more touch this year. He's not trying to force things in anymore and it's really it's really turned around what the offense is this year it's a completely different team yeah it's really good and definitely the you know the acquisition of stefan diggs definitely goes hand in hand with josh allen getting better i mean you're talking about how he couldn't connect with people going deep stefan diggs is definitely gonna help resolve any oh absolutely yeah definitely uh and then absolutely it's it's just that next level like John Brown was an excellent receiver last year. He he was over a thousand yards for the first time in a, a long time, um, and he was able to get a lot of separation. He burned Stephon Gilmore a couple times last year, uh-huh. um, but you know, he, Allen's deep ball is was just inaccurate enough that you know it could have been so much more if he had a bigger catch radius or a little bit more separation, a little bit better, you know, get off the line. Um, so combine, you know, Allen's off-season improvement. He works with a private quarterback coach, um, and it looks like it's it's paying off yet again. Um, but combine, you know, Stephon Diggs, you know, reach and separation and and you know breakaway ability at the line. You combine that with Allen's off-season work, and it's it it's completely turned around what was one of the worst passing offenses in the NFL last year, and now all of a sudden we're you know, at the top, I think we're number two. Yeah, it's definitely been uh, been quite the turnaround. I mean, I'm looking at it. Josh Allen already has ten touchdown passes, already over a thousand yards. I mean, the guy's just looking on Two more on the ground. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, he's also run for for two touchdowns already. You know, Brett Coleman. I don't know if you're ever on YouTube um, and or familiar with uh, Brett Coleman. He's a uh, he's a very good YouTuber who breaks down a lot of. Uh, a lot of NFL players and things like that. And he just recently did a video about Josh Allen and just saying, just he talked about a lot of stuff that you're looking at, you know, that how the touch is so much better, how his throwing mechanics are, um, are much, much better than they were in, than in 2018 and 2019. Oh, it's, it's visible. Yeah, definitely. He was talking a lot about how his back, his back foot, his footwork is so much better, especially in his throwing, you know, where his back foot is no longer dragging everything down and causing, um, and that I guess in, in some way when you're when you don't rotate your back foot properly, it uh, doesn't have it takes away some of the zip from the ball. So he's been really able to focus on that and throw the ball 
uh, with much with much more power, which is strange to say about Josh Allen because he's always been a big arm quarterback and always had a rocket of an arm, but now he's able to do even better because he's refined his mechanics. So, yeah, I mean, in the past years, in the past couple of years, you could see it when he was throwing his his first go to thing to do with the ball is try and rifle it in at full speed. And, you know, you, you saw that last year, you know, it would hit the receivers in the pads and you'd hear it up in the, the press box. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, he's, he's ripping that thing. Um, and then this year it's more like a refinement. He almost looks like Aaron Rodgers on the deep ball where it's effortless. He just flicks it and it goes, you know, 60 yards in the air. Um, so it, he's really, you know, He's really taken that raw horsepower he had and and refined it into into a far more useful tool. Yeah, so far the uh, everything's been looking really really great. If you haven't yet, uh, for any Bills fan or any, even any Raiders fan, if you haven't yet, get on YouTube, look up uh, Brett Coleman and take a look at that video. I highly recommend him. He he makes a lot of really great videos, and yeah, the one that he just did on Josh Allen was really really great. Which will do. Yeah, which uh, it was definitely kind of annoying for me to watch that because I was watching that video like, oh, damn, he does look a whole lot better. And I was watching the games like, holy shit, he is just throwing that ball around just effortlessly. And I'm like, ah, damn, this is going to be this is going to be a real problem for the Raiders. Uh, this is going to be yeah, it's, uh definitely got, got things going on. The Raiders defense is already a little suspect, especially that the Patriots uh, kind of exposed. But yeah, so. He's going to be a problem for the Raiders, and he's going to be a problem for just about any, every team uh, moving forward, I think, if he can keep this up. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that, that Diggs has really done is, you know, he, um, with Allen, Allen improving so much, the Bills' offense has really gone from run first to pass first. And, mm-hmm. you know, with John Brown being a 1,000-yard receiver last year, you know, adding Diggs, it's, you know, who's going to cover all these guys, you know? If yeah. you cover – put Jalen Ramsey on Stephon Diggs, who's going to cover Brown? And if you cover Brown and Diggs, who's going to cover Beasley? That's a, yeah, that's definitely a good problem to have. And uh, he's he's definitely taken advantage of, of the weapons he's had. And yeah, the you know you look around at it, you know, with uh, with all these weapons, your manager, your general manager really has been absolutely nailing it. So, you know, good on him for uh, pulling the trigger on the Stephon Diggs trade. Uh, a lot of, you know, not every general manager would do that. And, uh, not every general manager would uh, would draft a guy like Josh Allen. I, I think you guys drafted him. What was it ninth overall? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, it was seventh or ninth. Not forget which. Okay. Yeah, and and so the early returns for the 2019 season is looking like Josh Allen pro- is having the at least this season he's having the best season of any quarterback taken that year. Um, it was a 2018 year he was drafted, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so Yeah, he's got a he's got a deep draft class to contend with, but he does. Uh, so that's the uh that's the famous Baker Mayfield draft where there's I still can't believe the Browns were able to screw that one up and take Baker Mayfield. But oh he well. He was so good coming out the start. Oh yeah, he he definitely was, but I don't know. I I think with the problems that he had uh in college with the attitude problems and like running away from the cops, I think he could have seen that uh things were were going to go bad pretty soon but uh also in that was sam donald who's mm-hmm. Josh uh, yeah. best friend <laughs> yeah no kidding and not only that but man talk about uh, how important it is to get drafted into a good organization 
You know, a guy like yeah, stay away from Adam Gase. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a guy with all the talent, all the all the intangibles that you can ever want, and he's and he's playing well, but it's really not reflecting at all. You know, being stuck there with the with the Jets, uh, and then yeah. And then, I think that's going to be an interesting. That's going to be an interesting case to watch down the years because Donald and Allen trained together in the off season. They have the same quarterback coach in the off season, so watching their trajectories has been like a fascinating case in the difference that a head coach and a system and a general manager can make. Absolutely, it's you know again, it's the NFL is it's just so very different because like in the NBA you get like one star player and that changes your, the trajectory of your entire franchise, you know, like LeBron mm-hmm. James, LeBron James goes from Miami or goes from Cleveland to Miami and Cleveland is, goes from being a championship contender to one of the worst teams in the NBA and the uh, heat go to the finals for four years straight. And then he goes back to the Heat or back to the Cavaliers. And the Cavaliers are one of the best teams in the NBA again. They win a championship. Then he leaves and the Cavaliers suck again. So it's not like that in the NFL where you could just get one superstar and fix everything. You know, it's definitely the ultimate team sport. And so unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately for a guy like Sam Darnold, you know, he he got into a really tough situation. So hopefully they're able to help him out. But. Yeah, so the other quarterbacks taking that first round, uh, you're looking at Josh Rosen, who, ugh, yeah, that, cool. yeah, the so far the one miss uh, of that draft class, and then uh, yeah, he, we'll definitely regret not taking him. <laughs> his <own> words. <laughs> exactly, uh, and then yeah, after that uh, it was Lamar Jackson. Lamar and, Jackson is the other one. Yep, and uh, so damn, I mean, when you're talking about. When you talk about a, a draft class like that and that Josh Allen is easily and definitively having the best season so far, that's a, that's pretty good company that, that he's in right now. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it, it's the first time we've seen this in, in a long, long time. And it's, it's starting a buzz. Yeah, so that's really great. So that's awesome for, uh, for the Bills Mafia, which, by the way, that's got to be one of the best names for a fan base I've ever heard. Bill's Mafia. That is badass. I like that. It's a, it's a relatively new creation. Um, you know, Bill's fans have always been a rowdy bunch, but, uh-huh. man, the RV lot is, is a different, <laughs> different animal. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I think it was probably early 2000s, they came up with the Bill's Mafia moniker, and uh, it, it started exploding. Well, that's good. That's awesome. And I think the, I think the team adopted as its official Twitter handle this year, which is yeah. kind of crazy to see. Yeah, they have. I'm on Twitter, and yeah, to uh, get like their little, uh, to get like the Bills logo, you got to put in hashtag Bills Mafia. Mm-hmm. So, so that's awesome. So definitely, I can really appreciate that because as, you know, people hate to hear this, but honestly, the Raiders fan base it really is one of the one of the unique fan bases uh, in there, and they call it Raider Nation. And because of the, oh, yeah. because of the branding that Raider Nation has, uh, has, a lot of teams have tried to copy it. And so, you know, you got other teams saying, oh, we're the Cowboys Nation. We're just like, hey, shut the hell up. You take that nation out of your fucking, your <laughs> damn name. And and then you got uh, the Broncos, you know, where it's like, uh, yeah, we're going to copy your homework, uh, but we don't want to make it obvious. So we're going to say Broncos country that, that's totally different like shut the hell up guys it's... no i mean we've been a, we've been a rowdy bunch for 
a long, long time. I mean, we've had Pinto Ron drinking out of bowling balls and cooking pizza in a filing cabinet since the <laughs> early 90s. So we've always been an unorthodox bunch of people up there. And yet in 20 years of 20 years of losing and the alcohol flowing and all sorts of things can happen. Well, that's awesome. So, uh, but yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to be a little bit of a rowdy bunch, you know, over there in, in Western New York. I mean, you guys are Buffalo is like practically like Buffalo and Rochester. They're practically in Canada, aren't they? They're way up there. I mean, Buffalo is about, you know, half 20 minute, half hour drive from, from the border cross, depending on where you are. Okay. Rochester, you're looking at about an hour. Okay. Okay. So it's bad not, it's not too far. I mean, one of yeah. our biggest fan bases is Canada. And we used to play a game in, in Canada once a year. It was something we all hated, but <laughs> the team did it for, for the NFL. We ate the bullet. Wow. Well, that's cool. So. But anyway, all right. So moving on to the to the actual game here that we got coming up. It'll be Sunday in Las Vegas, the second game in the Raiders' new stadium. So you guys aren't going oh, to have the Death Star. Yeah, and and I love this because the A's just won, and so usually if the A's win a playoff series in October, like damn it, we got to kick off the infield dirt. We don't have to worry about that. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I, and I, it's weird to me that a lot of people in Raider Nation are still mad about that. Like, oh, we just. Oakland was so great. Like, oh, shut the hell up. We got an awesome stadium now. Everything. So, but looking forward to this game. It's beautiful. Uh, it, it is. I can't wait to see it. I mean, obviously, I'm living over here in Italy, and so I'm not going to be able to see it anytime soon. But, yeah, I can't wait to go over there and check out the game. Um, and it's unfortunate that they're not allowed to have fans this season. Uh, I get that Mark Davis, he um, – he wasn't going to be able to have fans for the opening game, and so he doesn't want any fans at all this season. You know, his whole thing is we want to have, we want to do it all together. We want to have everything, everything set up right to open up the stadium uh, with the fans, and so I can really appreciate that. But anyway, so looking forward to this game. Uh, let's, let's go over a little bit of the injury report that we got for the uh, for the team. So, um, I'll go ahead. Uh, go ahead. What are some of the injuries that the Bills have going from this this week? So the early week in, the early week injury report for the Bills was full of you know names that we don't want to lose. You know we mm-hmm. had Micah Hyde not practicing. He's our one of our star safeties in the back. You know he he left last week's game pretty early. Um, he managed to fill you know finish it out, but he, he was taped up good. So it's good to see that he's practicing again. And you know we we had Ed Oliver out all week. He wasn't practicing all week until today. Um, you know, he's the anchor in the middle of the defensive line, so mm-hmm. the fact that he's back is is excellent. But um, all of a sudden, you know, we have Mario Addison, who's on the injury report. He's our uh, he's sort of taken over the Shaq Lawson role from last year in our defense, that reserve defensive end who comes on and, you know, just starts piling up sacks, you mm-hmm. know, when the offensive line starts getting gassed. So him being out, you know, he's leading the team in sacks right now. Um, and the fact that he didn't practice on Friday is, is not good news for us. Um, and John Brown's been, been done with a hamstring the past couple of days. Um, he's practicing again, but you know, he keeps missing time and he missed almost all of last week's game. Um, so losing him again is, is not the, the ideal situation, but I think we have the depth at wide receiver to, kind of live through it if he has to miss a game okay yeah you know it's really frustrating because with Raiders they definitely had 
they've had their injuries over at wide receiver and they used to have the depth for um to be able to handle it like tyrell williams injured had tore had a torn labrum to begin the season and it was no problem. Like, okay, we still have uh, we still have Henry Ruggs. We still got Brian Edwards third. We still got Nelson Aguilar. But now, we're looking at it on our on our uh, injury list. We got we got both Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. So that's why receiver one. That's tough. Uh, it is, um, especially um, especially during Henry Ruggs. The very first game, he was looking really really great, really sharp, and then he busted his knee in that, or I don't know. I think it was his knee and his hamstring. Uh, so, and he wasn't quite quite as effective in in the rest of the week one or week two, and he missed week three. And Brian Edwards really was able to step up against the Patriots last uh, last week, and then he yeah, he looked he looked excellent. He was uh, he was looking so very good, and then he was tackled rather awkwardly and got injured himself. So that's really a tough one. Still having problems with our offensive line with Trent Brown being out and Richie Incognito. Uh, Raider Nation is really starting to question Trent Brown's desire to even play. He's getting paid $21.5 million this season, uh, and he's he's out with a calf injury, and a lot of people are saying, ah, like, I, I get it that it's a really big calf that you got there. You know, you're a big, big man, but, I mean, come on. Let's, uh, we're paying you a lot of money. We need you. Let's find a way to get on the field. A lot of people are really starting to question his desire if he's going to be around next year. So that's rather unfortunate. Hopefully everything works out. I'm not going to speculate on it, on what he's doing, just because I don't, I don't like to speculate on, um, I don't like to speculate on things. I only like to talk about things that I can, that things that I can, I can observe. And something like that is just way too subjective for that. But the really big one that, yeah, for sure. the really big one that uh, Raider Nation is hating is that Damon Arnett. Uh, the cornerback that we took uh, with the 19th pick overall, he injured his thumb a little bit more. Uh, he was already playing with a cast on his hand, and then he fell awkwardly against the Patriots. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yes. He, he, he went straight for that wrist. It didn't. He put his full weight on that. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was just a uh, – it, was, it, it wasn't anything that, like, anybody did. It was just a, an awkward way they landed. So, um, Yeah, they happened. Yeah, they're calling it uh, a thumb injury. He'll be out for it's looking about four to six weeks. So, so yeah, that's definitely a huge hit to to the Raiders, uh, especially with uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So it looks like those um, focus may ah, excuse me, mostly with uh, Trayvon Mullen probably going on with Stephon Diggs. Hopefully, the Raiders will just use Mullen to shadow him. But again, you know, like you were saying, if you're going to cover. Stephon Diggs and who's going to cover Josh Allen, who's going to cover Cole Beasley. But I mean, my answer to that is you got to take take away the best option first and just and you know make them prove that the other options can can beat you because we definitely know that Stephon Diggs will be able to, to beat us. And so, yeah, I, yeah, he, he drew uh, Jalen Ramsey for most of the last week, and you know R- Ramsey and him went toe for toe most of the game you know Ramsey had a couple wins Diggs had a couple wins but you know he, he had definitely had a down week last week but with with our not down you know mm-hmm. man yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting who ends up drawing his his card it really is yeah so Nevin Lawson will be replacing him and Nevin Lawson has the distinct uh this weird distinction is as playing the most snaps I think it's like over 4,000 snaps uh, since his last interception. So definitely. Now, 
I'm not one of those where the interception is the end-all be-all of what a, quarter, uh, a cornerback is or isn't. But, I mean, definitely it, it's got to count for something if you've gone that long without having an interception. But relatively, he is uh, relatively good at covering and tackling. And so I don't think it's a huge drop-off from Damon Arnett as it was if uh, we didn't have Nevin Lawson. But we're also throwing a little bit of Isaiah Johnson and Keyshawn Nixon, who we got from the um, – he was an undrafted free agent from last year. Really great story. So I'm really happy for him to get his chance. Okay, so we're going to have to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back here with Jeff just right after this, guys. We'll be right back. All right, guys, and we are back with Jeff, a represent a representative from Bills Mafia who was kind enough to, to be interviewed with me for this episode. Looking forward to the preview of the Bills and the Raiders game this weekend. So, so Jeff, let's get right into it, uh, the meat and potatoes of what a preview is. And go over your predictions for for the game. So, gun to your head, who do you think is winning this game? Uh, general, and um, yeah, give the score and general outcomes of what's going to happen. I I have to say it's got to be Buffalo. Um, uh-huh. It's the Raiders are a little bit of an underrated team. I think right now they have the pieces when they're healthy to to kind of make things work. Um, and especially with that extra seventh seed this year, I think they'll mm-hmm. definitely be in the running. But uh, the Bills' air attack hasn't been stopped this year, you know, whether by the Jets or Miami, who, you know, they're subgrade teams. Um, but then, you know, last week with Jalen Ramsey, he couldn't shut down Diggs. And, yeah. you know, between Diggs and Brown and, you know, the rookie Gabriel Davis, who had an excellent game last week, um, I don't see how the. Raiders are going to be able to slow down our, our game plan. You know, I really hate doing this. Uh, for the third week in a row, I got to pick against the Raiders, and I'm one and one uh, so far doing that. I picked them against the, the Saints, and I picked them again uh, against them again with the Patriots. It surprised me against the Saints. Um, again, if they're, I, I definitely know that the Raiders can win this game, but I think you're right on the money that. So far, they are one of the underrated teams, and they do have a lot of the pieces there, but it just all isn't there. Uh, a lot of that may be, uh, may be on Derek Carr. Um, there's, uh, I am a, I guess, a lot of people say I'm a Carr stan, everything, especially that's the big thing on Twitter. Um, but really, what it what it is is I know that Derek Carr is a he is a franchise quarterback, and that he can win win you some games. Unfortunately, one thing that's looking really really bad for him is. He's always been kind of seen as a conservative quarterback. And so far this year, he is dead last in targeting his wide receivers. Now, I understand he's had a lot of a lot of injuries over there at the wide receivers, but there are still good quality players there. You know, Nelson Aguilar, when he's been targeted, he's been absolutely great. And even worse than, than that is that he's left a lot to be desired because there's been a lot of plays where guys have been open and he's just gone with the safe check down which is effective at moving the ball down the field but if he's if he's going to take if he's going to really become an elite quarterback and make this uh, offense elite and the team elite he's going to have to start taking those shots downfield and i don't think he's going to be a, i don't think he's going to do it this uh, this week and so yeah unfortunately i'm also going to have to pick the bills and I hate doing that. I really hate picking against the Raiders, especially for three weeks in no, a row. No Zay Jones revenge game. 
Ah, no, not not yet. Uh, we'll call it the Lee Smith revenge game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like the Raiders at least traded for Zay Jones, but uh, Lee Smith was released by the Raiders, and so he went right back to Buffalo. By the way, I always yeah, like him. He was him. with us before he was with you. Uh, I know that. I know. You know, it's even funnier. There is um, – so in the 2014 matchup uh, with uh, Lee Smith, uh, yeah, it was the Bills and the and the Bills and Raiders. That was really the very first time that Khalil Mack he had his coming out party. Um, now, obviously, since then Khalil Mack has become one of the worst players of all time, and you know it's been an absolute disaster for the Chicago Bears. Yada 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 yada. But anyway, so it's funny if you Khalil Mack was mic'd up in that game, and I'm pretty sure if you want if you went back to it, you can still find it where Lee Smith is talking trash to him, and because Khalil Mack went to buffalo university went to college in buffalo oh yeah and i was hoping we'd draft him that year oh uh, yeah um i was hoping that the raiders would draft him too you know um, <laughs> but anyway <laughs> but anyway so the uh it's funny because uh lee smith you can hear him talking trash to Cleo mac going hey from buffalo to oakland you you must not be living right and then the very next offseason, Lee Smith signed with the raiders like oh man how you gonna do that come on i mean Cleo mac was drafted by them at, at least I think it was drafted by the Raiders. I can't remember. You know, who knows yeah, what yeah, happened? Mac was drafted by the Raiders. <laughs> we actually—that we, was the year we traded up for Sammy Watkins. So we spent yeah. two first-round picks on Sammy Watkins that year, and Khalil Mack was taken with the next pick. So I think a lot of a lot of Bills <laughs> fans are still salty about that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sammy Watkins. I mean, he he really was panning out there for a while, and then he's been kind of bouncing around around the league. So I necessarily wouldn't necessarily say that was a – I think the only thing that really made it a bad draft for the Bills is that they did trade up to, to get him. Had they just let him fall to him, they, they probably would have been just fine. But at the same time, you can't really blame them for wanting to be aggressive and getting a, um, and getting a good wide receiver. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they decided to trade up for Stephon Diggs. So, in hindsight, but – Definitely. But, yeah, so – but – yeah, looking at this game, I got to go with the Bills. I'll say probably Bills 36. You know, I don't think it's even going to be very close. I think I'll, I'll go 36 to 27. So. Yeah, I, I was thinking 31-21. 31-21? Okay. So, mm-hmm. hopefully the uh, Raiders prove me wrong for the second time in three weeks, but I just don't see it happening. So, But now, so before I let you go, Jeff um, – kind of exciting because with the AFC East kind of in flux a little bit with uh, Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and going over there, uh, there is definitely a little bit of a window window there. So last week when I spoke with Tim, uh, the Patriots fan, I gave him a chance to talk about why the Patriots were still going to win the AFC East. And it was weird because as he was talking, um, after he talked, I had to call up a priest and have him perform an exorcism on my computer. You know, cause, uh, but anyway, so it's only fair that since I gave the Patriots fan a little bit of time to talk about how the Patriots are going to win the AFC East, Jeff, I'll give you, I'll give you like 45 seconds. Tell us why the Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East in 2020. I mean, we're bringing back one of the top defenses in the NFL from last year. Um, you know, Trey White's still all pro corner, you know, uh, Tremaine Edmonds still, you know, right at that all pro linebacker level we have a we have a solid defense coming in and you know now that josh allen is has really turned around his game and 
he's managing to, to throw for what 300 and something yards per game so far this year, four touchdowns a game. Um, you know, him and Diggs, you know, that offense has taken off and, you know, no offense to the Patriots. They, they still have uh, an excellent roster and I could definitely see them, see them going pretty far this year, but you know, it was a close run for the division last year, you know, right until the, the last couple weeks. And, you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, Cam is probably a budget Josh Allen at this point in his career. I mean, Josh mm-hmm. Allen used to be the budget Cam Newton. I think, you know, with a couple of years, you know, removed from an injury and Josh Allen taking the step forward, I think Cam is now the budget Josh Allen. And uh, I think the Bills take the division by one game. All right. Well, you know that that every that there are so there are like thirty other NFL franchise fan bases that are hoping exactly that the Buffalo Bills do exactly that and win the AFC East because everybody is definitely tired of seeing the Patriots in there. And so be the first time since I was like nine. <laughs> oh my! It's it's definitely been a while. So we're definitely pulling for Buffalo for the division, definitely not for this game. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely, I do, I think as well that they'll win the AFC East. I think that, I think that Cam Newton, he's, he, he's rather unspectacular. Um, and like he, he even had a little bit of problems with the, uh, with the Raiders. So the Raiders were, if they, the Raiders got gouged in the running game, but other than that, they were able, they had a pretty good game plan to defend against Cam Newton. And I think that other teams will be able to look at that and say, okay, this is what the Raiders did for Cam Newton, and this really went wrong for the running game. We got a little bit better personnel. We'll be able to focus on that running game a little bit more and stop it. And so, yeah, I'm definitely going to be pulling for the Buffalo Bills, and I know that pretty much the rest of America, except for you know those schmucks over in Boston, are going to be doing the same thing. So <laughs> you definitely got the backing of the rest of the NFL. But anyway, so – well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Jeff. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, no problem. It was a good talk. Yeah, man. Uh, so, hey, good luck in the game, and uh, hopefully, we're celebrating the Raiders' victory after this. But again, I just don't see it happening. By the way, before, yeah. real quick, before people come back and be like, "Oh, the Raiders did draft Cleo Mack." Yeah, bitches. I know the Raiders drafted Cleo Mack. Okay, that was a joke. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there before people got on me about that. <laughs> you know. It's unfortunate you named that stadium the Death Star because you know the Death Star only got one win before it got blown <laughs> up by the by the opponents. Yeah, that makes the Saints Alderon, doesn't it? Oh man. Yeah. You know, and I kind of hate that. <laughs> I kind of hate that I understood that reference and that I knew exactly which planet the Death Star blew up without having to look it up. But hey, what the hell? Um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a nerd with uh, Star Wars and like that, but I don't care. It's fun stuff. Season two of The Mandalorian coming out at the end of this uh, month, too. So looking forward to that as well. Anyway, well, cool. So, uh, well, hey, thanks a lot, Jeff. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, take care. Um, I really got to work on, I guess, my signing off skills right there because I'm really butchering that and that one right there. But uh, thanks a lot, Jeff, for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.